0: Hello, Star Wars friends. Uh, hope all is well. I'm glad you guys have kept up on the podcast because we've been having a lot of fun prepping them for you. I hope you guys have had a chance to listen to the latest podcast with Trevor Beast 454 and Rob from the Jedi Temple Archives podcast. That was a great episode. We had a lot of fun discussing the Clone Wars. If you haven't caught up, please do so before you hit this one. I just wanted to give out a special thanks to Andrew and Marisha from the Coruscant Radio Underground and Lauren Romo from the Galactic Podcast uh, who had some great insight on the Clone Wars for that episode as well as Todd from WSTR Galactic Public Access who actually will get to hang out real soon. Our November 17th Mega Live Podcast event at Alley Cat Comics. It's right around the corner. We uh, hope that you guys can make it if at all possible. So uh, that last episode, we all took a left turn during one of our breaks and uh, we started talking about the infamous Mortis arc and clone wars and later rebels. So most of us uh, respect that story as it was presented, but one of us thought it might have been all smoke and no fire, so to speak. But uh, Hey, we welcome the difference of opinion here on the scuttlebutt podcast. Otherwise, why are we here? Right? So we, we didn't include that in the main podcast episode, but we also didn't want it to go to waste. So this short episode, will present the discussion we all had, myself, Alex, Rob, Trevor, and no questions asked. Oh, sorry, that was my Obi-Wan Kenobi slipping through. So here is the discussion on the Mortis arc from the last episode as a bonus cut. We'll hear it right after this.
1: Just wanted to remind everyone, if you're listening to the podcast and you like what you hear, please tell a friend and get them caught up on the scuttlebutt. The Scarif Podcast is available on the iHeartRadio app, Spotify, Podcast.com, TuneIn, SoundCloud, PocketCast, YouTube, and of course, iTunes. Please look for us there. Subscribe and follow us on Twitter and don't forget to leave a review. But more importantly, interact with us online. Ask questions, make comments, tell us what's on your mind, because we are always looking for a great conversation when it comes to the galaxy far, far away. Don't forget to grab your sunscreen and your blasters, because it's always sunny on Scarif. And don't forget, deploy the garrison.
0: Approaching S.H.I.E.L.D. Control, transmitting code clearance on ISB Channel 4. This is S.K.A.R.F. Substation, proceed to landing platform for further instructions from S.K.A.R.F. Control. Scarif Control, this is TK-226.
2: is
0: Scarif Control.
2: This is S.K.A.R.F. Station, stand by.
0: We see heavy fire down below. Is the garrison deployed?
2: We've had insurgents breach the S.H.I.E.L.D. What's your status, TK-226? Control just cleared the gate. Stand by to receive new orders. Scare of control. We'll coordinate an attack north of the Visage Ridge and send in the walkers.
3: TK-226, this is Commander Milan. Proceed to the North Ridge and engage the rebels there. We've got them on the run, but we need your support. Repeat! We need your support!
0: I'll uh, I'll intro it and then uh, you guys can take over while I refill my red wine.
3: <laughs> are you guys gonna talk Mortis?
1: Oh my God, yes. That would be such a deep episode. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's a right super down. deep cut. Cause it, it, are we speculating that it has anything to do with uh, Rise of Skywalker with that with that blade that Rey has? I,
0: I I think that's an episode all on its own, Trevor. It seems like you want you have something to say here. Well, I, I
2: had something to say. This this might be a very unpopular opinion, based on you know the Star Wars community. But I'm I'm not much of a fan of those three Mortis episodes. Those are, I mean, I know a lot of people really like them and think they're so deep and stuff. And I mean, granted, I mean yes, there are some very interesting subtleties to it. But for the most part, I I think it's just you know an Alice in Wonderland. Situation where let's just throw all these stuff in and it doesn't really affect it that much because they wake up and then you know kind of remember it, but then that's just about it. In fact, I mean, I'm saying that you can really, I mean, take those three Mortis episodes out of the Clone War series in general, and it wouldn't change a single thing. I mean, yes, there's that callback that they made in Rebels towards the end, you know, the world between worlds, and then they had the mural of those three, but other than that. That, that, that's that's just my opinion but yeah it's it, it's just you know seemed like a way for them to like want to have Qui-Gon Jinn come back you know Liam Neeson provide the voice then you also have you know Ahsoka being turned evil just so she can fight Anakin and Obi-Wan you know it, it's it's just seems a little bit too gratuitous for me but I mean that's just my opinion. I'm sure you three di- you know differ in that and think that it's it's so amazing so complex and other stuff and
0: no, no. Actually, I, I, I respect that opinion. Hashtag, no, actually, hashtag, I,
1: I have, hashtag blocked. I actually, <laughs> yeah. no, 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 no. I actually really I like understand. that. I really like that opinion, Trevor. That's an awesome uh, opinion to have because. Uh, as much as like, I've kind of gotten sold on the idea that these were like super deep episodes and they have all this, uh, inside knowledge about the Force and how it works and all this stuff. But when I first watched it, that was my take, what you just said. I was like, what the, what's the point of all this? Like, I don't understand what the message is behind this. Who are these three characters? Are they, are they like basically the force gods? Are they the wills? I was so confused by that episode. And over the course of the last couple of years, listening to people kind of break it down and talk about it and praise it so much. I've kind of gotten sold on that idea, but, but your opinion is pretty much spot on to how I felt like w- when I first saw that episode. So good for you, man. Uh, I'm 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 always happy when people have differing opinions uh, that that make sense, and they're kind of like, you know, it, it might be different than most other people, but it's it's a solid reason for having that opinion. It's not just because you want to be a contrarian. Mm-hmm. It's it's like, no, this is my opinion, and here's the factual reasons why. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: Well, yeah, usually a conversation requires people to have different viewpoints or it's not much of a conversation, right? Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Somebody, I don't, uh, I mean, I
0: don't... I'm sorry, no, Rob, go ahead. go ahead.
3: No, I was just going to say, I don't have a problem with that viewpoint either. I think that there's a lot of truth to the fact that you could remove those episodes and largely it wouldn't really affect the storyline. I do think that they're doing some things with Ahsoka and the convoy that usually is uh, seen with her, especially in rebels where I think she's, it goes back to what I was saying about her kind of being a pure embodiment of the light side of the force. But um, I think really the point of those episodes was largely to try to explain away the prophecy of the chosen one and that, that Anakin really was given a choice to bring balance to the Force and just chose not to. And um, it goes back to his attachment to, you know, the three, <laughs> the three women in his life that he couldn't let go of, uh, although at that point Shmi was already gone. But
1: oh, go, can you go back to that point about him choosing to bring balance and and deciding not to? Uh, are you talking about uh, with Palpatine and and Mace Windu, or is there another opportunity for him?
3: No, within within the Mortis trilogy, right? The reason they brought him there was the father wanted Anakin. You know, he was growing old; he wasn't going to be able to stay around long, and Anakin was supposed to stay there and take on his role and provide the balance between the son and the daughter but Anakin had his attachment issues he couldn't leave padme Oh
1: moves. you just opened up a whole new thing for me for that episode I d- I didn't put that
3: together <laughs> Yeah But I mean it's it's gratuitous in the sense that it it does provide you know uh, an explanation for the the whole chosen one prophecy Oh wow so okay so his he just
1: According to that theory, his destroying of Palpatine in and Reven- Return of the Jedi wasn't necessarily fulfilling that prophecy then. Right.
3: Well, wow. honestly, you could also look at it from the standpoint of he brought balance to the Force when he sided with Palpatine and they destroyed the Jedi and it got down to the point where there were just two Sith and a, you know, a handful of Jedi left. The, the Force was far more in balance at that point uh, than it had been when there were tens of thousands of Jedi spread across the galaxy
1: does the the uh amount of jedi like in the universe affect the balance or is this just more of like a almost like a power struggle thing because you could you could argue that uh bringing balance to the force would be you know for a time the jedi were were um didn't necessarily mean that there were I'm sorry. I'm trying to get my thoughts together on this. It doesn't. It doesn't necessarily have anything to do with the number of Jedi, but it has to do with the power struggle between uh, between the light side and the dark side. Where for a time the Jedi were more powerful because of their political connections and things like that during this time, and then when Palpatine destroyed them, then he became the more powerful uh, user in the Force, which unbalanced it until Anakin took his power away from him which brought it back to equilibrium so i don't know if it i'm not certain if it uh has anything to do with the actual number of people who are light side users versus uh, dark side users but more of like who is the true power of the galaxy of the universe at that time what, what do you think about that
3: no i i'm I'm in line with that i don't know that i don't think the number necessarily matters but i think you're right i think it again the jedi had thought that they had annihilated the sith they thought they'd eradicated the the sith from the galaxy so um you know at that point and i've always thought of the force as kind of a wave right you know which it's going to swing one way and then correct back the other way and um you know it it went palpatine's way for a while and and then the uh dark side ebbed to the point where he wasn't able to see his own demise or not at this
0: point
1: <laughs> man we're getting into some deep cuts here bro yeah you know the, be- the
0: the Mortis arc is very you know uh, i know um it's a great take on both ends i think uh i i personally love the the fact Here's the funny thing. I love the fact that I don't understand it hundred percent uh completely yet. And I think obviously the the character of um what's his name? He was voiced by Tom Baker. Trevor? The big the big guy, that big uh, uh The
1: bon, Bondu? Bundu?
0: Yeah, the, the Bendu. Oh,
1: oh,
2: oh, oh, oh yeah. yeah, yeah Bendu. Okay, so sorry, I thought you were still talking about mortis and not rebels, um
0: no the okay. so oh, the that okay. the, the aspect of the Bendu the you know was also kind of a kind of a weird mysterious like mysterious like WTF moment um <laughs> and uh but I I love that about uh the lore of Star Wars I love that like that mystical part of Star Wars and uh I think that's why I probably would not have had an issue with exploring what George Lucas wanted to explore uh, in the in the in his version of the new trilogy, um, you know I love the fact that that Yoda, that Yoda went in and 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 journeyed on that planet and and spoke with the Wills and all that stuff and all the stuff that he learned. I, I think that's kind of a fascinating aspect of uh, of Star Wars that uh, that is not you know has not been explored obviously in this new trilogy. But I think in the future, uh, I think, uh, you know, to be able to expand on the uh, the lore of the force, I think it's one of those things that uh, that should be uh, explored.
3: If you really want to bake your noodle to take a line out of the Matrix, I mean, uh, (laughs) right, Lucas Lucas had originally intended to have Obi-Wan and Yoda kind of return from the netherworld of the force. Uh, to help Luke with his battle against Palpatine and Return of the Jedi. And there is definitely something to be said about the fact that you go from uh, Qui-Gon just basically being a disembodied voice to where all of a sudden Obi-Wan is able to return as a Force ghost and as, you know Yoda is able to then come back in The Last Jedi and call down lightning to to burn the tree. Every time as it proceeds, they become more and more in touch with the physical world. And it's just a question of whether in any way, shape or form, we're ever going to see one actually return. Could Luke return, uh, in, you know, in his physical form, uh, from whatever blue glowy status.
0: Yeah. I don't know. Trevor, what do you think? Okay. Well, um,
2: okay. Well, j- just, uh, the, the Yoda scene in the last Jedi I thought was really really good at just articulating you know luke's different perspective and then yoda but i mean that that, that's another one of these things that i don't really like about the last jedi is the lightning bolt that he does against the tree i mean i understand that he's like serving the purpose of uh destroying you know the books even though they aren't really there but you know it, it just doesn't It just makes me think, Okay, then how come he can't just force lightning a bunch of other stuff to help out, you know, Ray or whoever else that he needs to. You know, it just gives, you know, you know, Yoda another reason or I mean, I guess the story, another reason to say, okay, Yoda, you better step in and help out in this sort of way.
1: I mean, I don't know. uh, Can I say something? Yeah, sure. Sure. Go, go, Go ahead. I've been waiting a long time for this. I've want I've wanted to talk about this subject okay. with four nerds really really badly.
0: Yeah.
1: Okay. <laughs> okay, so um Yoda calling down lightning. Uh, I know the last Jedi is a very divisive movie. People hate it, people love it. There's people in the middle. Um that scene in one particular scene where Yoda brings down lightning, I it never bothered me because I, you know, when uh, when Obi Wan says in A New Hope, "I will become more powerful than you can possibly imagine," I I, I would have to assume that that doesn't mean that he can just, you know travel really fast to different locations like he's got to be able to do something with this power and uh and like you guys were talking about we kind of slowly see um a progression of the force ghosts where you know Qui-Gon is just a a voice in the mist uh, to where Obi-Wan can be seen to now Yoda can manipulate the force power and and create lightning or or manipulate the world around him Um, I do not believe that that Uh, calls into effect that they can't interject in some kind of a battle between a Sith and a Jedi or or help a a student out or something like that because there was something that Obi-Wan said um, in Empire Strikes Back where he's like, if you go and face Vader, I cannot help you. So I had always assumed that because they were light side force ghosts, that somehow the negative energy of the dark side surrounding Darth Vader or possibly surrounding Palpatine would not allow them to enter their sphere because of the dark side aura that they have. This is getting super nerdy, but that's yeah. that's my argument about uh, that question that you posed. Like, well, yeah. why don't they just go and, and electrocute all the Sith and just win the battle as a ghost? And I'm like, well, there has to be some kind of a barrier that they can't cross. So what are your thoughts on that, yeah. Trevor? Go ahead. Well,
2: well, well, I thought that he did cross the barrier because Obi-Wan said, I cannot interfere. And then, you know, I, I guess there's a clause that says, except for a tree that, you know, you, you, you might want burned, that, that, then I'll interfere with that. Because, I mean, who knows? There, there might be a couple porgs on there, you know, some other lizards or something. And they're dead now. They're burned thanks to Yoda. So yeah. I guess he, he could interfere then.
1: Well, yeah, he can interfere with the world, but it, there was no there was no Sith on octu There was no dark side user on octu So there would be nothing to stop him from using his powers. Right. Well, oh, I mean you. I mean
2: the, 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 the force lives through all all living things and I mean some living things supposedly died thanks to uh Yoda's uh you know bur- burning of the tree
0: okay so, you know what porgs taste like chicken <laughs> mm-hmm. I believe it All right. We hope you enjoyed that shortcut. Pretty awesome discussion. Again, a big thanks to Trevor454 and Rob from the Jedi Temple Archives podcast. We'll get to hang out with him in Chicago in a few days. Come and join us November 17th at Alley Cat Comics here in Chicago. We'll play the promo here at the end to give you guys some more details. And I hope you guys can join us if at all possible. But our upcoming episode, we're doing something a little different Here we're uh, letting a few of our followers take over the channel for an episode. We're calling it the Pod Takeover Podcast episode. We've got our selected group ready to talk Star Wars, folks who have never done a pod before. Hey, what could go wrong? I hope you'll join us for that. We'll be talking, what else? Talking Star Wars and a galaxy far, far away. Until then, deploy the garrison.
1: What's up, Star Wars fans? We've got a special announcement for you while you're loading up your favorite podcast. Hey, and this is Ro. What's up, Star Wars fans? If you are in or around the Chicagoland area on November 17th, come and join Team Scarif and the folks over at WSTR Galactic Public Media for a live combo podcast event.
0: That's right, Alex. Sunday, November 17th from 3 p.m. to 5 p.m. at Alley Cat Comics in the Andersonville neighborhood in Chicago. Alley Cat Comics is located at 5304 North Clark Street in Chicago. So if you guys
1: want to be part of our live podcast mega event, come on down. Oh yeah, this is going to be so much fun. We're going to be hanging out with our followers and fans of both the Scarif Podcast
0: and WSTR Public Media. Plus, we're going to be chilling out with our followers and fans of both the Scarif Podcast and WSTR Public Media. Yoshi and David from ILM has spoken to us on the pod and we're so lucky to have Yoshi here in Chicago and in person talking with us live.
1: Fresh from the Disney Plus release of The Mandalorian. We'll get to talk about this groundbreaking series with someone who worked on the visual effects for both Mandalorian and The Rise of Skywalker. So come and join us in Chicago on November 17th.
0: That's right, Alex. Mark your calendars. November 17th in Chicago. Live podcast. YouTube streamed with the of Scuttlebutt Podcast. And WSTR Galactic Public Media.
1: Come to the Scarif Podcast live event. In Chicago on November 17th. I will obey my master. It is your destiny.